Alright. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Planted and Growing. My name is Grace. And I'm Christina. And today I wanted to talk about um, something that's been going on in my life personally and something that I'm sure everybody else can relate to in one way or another, which is just um, as a concept, love language and how we and how others prefer and how we need to convey love, to receive love, how we give love, and all those things involving love, and just, you know, being communicative with the people in your life and really understanding the way that they need to be, like, comforted, loved, talked to, just basically anything involving love. (laughs) Nice. Good to talk about it in February, considering love days this month. That's true. I forgot about that. So on point, even though that's a stupid (laughs) holiday anyway. (laughs) I know. So uh, to start off, I pulled up um, the five love languages. Um, I guess this is, it's kind of standard, but I would assume there's also probably like subcategories and like everybody's so different that it kind of be hard to like pinpoint just five different ways of like wanting to receive love onto the whole entire human race but um so there's like a quiz that you can take to figure out what kind of love language you prefer most and then they kind of trickle down um i think i think they choose like the top three right i know you just took the test recently uh yeah so just took it recently there's five Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, there's there's five and then you can score differently for each of them so for one of them i got a zero (laughs) so just depending on like it's uh, I think 12 is the highest number you can get mm-hmm. and so my highest number for mine is 10 right um, yeah so exactly so it kind of just like takes the scores and then like puts them into order of top to or like least to fa- whatever you know what I mean top to bottom <laughs> top yeah. to bottom there we go um so I know for a fact mine I've taken the test multiple times and every time it's words of affirmation um what did you say that yours was again so my top uh, love language is quality time. Quality I time. I scored a 10 for quality time. Ooh, I don't Which I was I surprised because I thought it was going to be words of affirmation. And actually, mm-hmm. words for, words of affirmation is second from the bottom. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> See, it's, it's crazy how we think that, like, you know, we would prefer one thing over the other. But then we take this test and it kind of shows something else. But at the same time... I think that it can change and also it depends on probably the situation and who it's coming from. Like, mm-hmm. I think when we take this test, we automatically think about, like, our significant other. But if it's, like, for a friend, I don't think that, like, for example, say that in general, my number one love language was physical touch. Like, I don't know if that would be true for everybody versus just my significant other. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of like um, not concrete, but at the same time, it's good to know what you prefer in just like an overall general sense. Um, so there's And I feel five. like you would, uh, I think you would prefer things at different times of your life as well, because I think yeah. words of affirmation maybe was more valuable to me previously. And as I reflect on my results, I'm like, this kind of makes sense, like mm-hmm. currently in my life, but mm-hmm. go ahead. Right, exactly. So there's five. Uh, The first one is words of affirmation. The second is physical touch. The third is receiving gifts. Fourth is quality time. And fifth is acts of service. So there's little, this little graphic I pulled up has like how to communicate, actions to take, and things to avoid with each um, 
with each one. So for words of affirmation, how to communicate, encourage, affirm, appreciate, empathize, and listen actively. Actions to take, send an unexpected note, text, or card, encourage genuinely and often. And things to avoid, non-constructive criticism, not recognizing or appreciating effort. For physical touch, uh, how to communicate is nonverbal, use body language and touch to emphasize love. Actions to take, hug, kiss, hold hands, show physical affection regularly, make intimacy a thoughtful priority. And things to avoid are physical neglect, long stints, long stints without intimacy, and receiving affection coldly. The next one, receiving gifts, how to communicate is thoughtfulness, make your spouse a priority, speak purposefully. Actions to take, give thoughtful gifts and gestures, small things matter in a big way, express gratitude when receiving a gift, and things to avoid is forgetting special occasions, unenthusiastic gift receiving. <laughs> Quality time, uninterrupted and focused conversations, one-on-one -on -one time is critical. Um, actions to take, create special moments together, take walks and do small things with your spouse, weekend getaways are huge. And things to avoid, distractions and spending time together, or when spending time together, long stints without one-on-one -on -one time. And the last one, use action phrases like, I'll help. They'll want to know you're th with them, partnered with them. Things to do. For acts of service, right? Yes, for acts of service. Um, mm -hmm. Do choice together or make them breakfast in bed. Go out of your way to help alleviate their daily workload. And things to avoid are making the request of others a higher priority, lacking follow-through on tasks big and small. So this graphic is by FierceMarriage.com based on the Five Love Languages book by Dr. Gary Chapman, which I actually didn't know that it was a book until you mentioned it. Um, but it'd probably be beneficial to like read more in depth about the one that you um, got and also the one that your significant other got or like whatever important person in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a, a big lowdown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's languages. like a, the, the, probably like the most simplified version. Right. Um, but it's important to know because sometimes you're like, okay, well, my partner enjoys acts of service, but what does that necessarily mean? And also it can differ from person to person. Like I know that my boyfriend enjoys because his number one is acts of service. And I know that he enjoys when I like clean his room for him or when I make him food and have it ready before he comes home. And just like little things like that that are pretty easy to do and that I don't mind doing, um, which in turn makes me feel like um, it's like a two way thing. Like it makes me feel good knowing that I made him feel good by just doing like really simple things. Um, but I will say that with mine being words of affirmation, I think it's a little bit more difficult for him to, um, I don't know, I guess absorb that and like use it regularly. And I don't necessarily think it's something that he like puts on the back burner, but I just know that like words aren't like, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Like, it's not like he's not trying because I know like randomly he'll like throw me out a, comp a compliment or he'll be like, I just want to let you know like how much I appreciate you. But um, it's not as often as not yeah. that I want it to be per se, but um, I don't really know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> I'm just trying to say that I think that sometimes it's easier for someone to do that um, or to portray their love language like for me doing acts of service is easier for him um, compared to him giving me words of affirmation, if that makes for sense. Sure. And I think that's just like our personality types. 
Right. Yeah. Something that maybe doesn't come as easy to the other person. Yes, exactly. That's what he has mentioned, that it doesn't come as naturally just to like always be like boosting me up and stuff, which is understandable. And especially like years into relationship, like I don't think you're going to be like, oh my God, whatever, whatever, like all the time versus when you're like in a new relationship and that, you know, excitement and infatuation is still very, very prevalent. Um, And I'm not saying this to complain or that it's a bad thing per se. It's just what the, what the fact of the matter is. And so when I do get like those random random like texts or those random um just little things that he'll tell me about how much he appreciates me it just makes it even more special you know Mm -hmm. definitely yeah I think that just having the awareness of what the person's top love language is is just a really good start um you know for him to even just know that your love language is words of affirmation because if you didn't know that then you kind of would be just you know waiting around for him to give you like that type of love yeah which isn't fair because it's like how is he supposed to know that right so yeah uh keith my partner his uh top love language is also acts of service so it's um i listening to you talk about acts of service right now it does seem like it's a very like easy thing um but I feel like there's so many versions of acts of service. It's like, right. what, where do you find like the most value and unpacking, like which ones do you value the most? Mm-hmm. So I feel like even before I took the test, I knew, or not, I think I knew before I took the test that his love language was acts of service. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, just that awareness, I guess, would give you an opportunity to unpack it a little bit more. It's like, okay, well, within acts of service, what do you value the most? Um, exactly. Is it like running errands or just like household duties, like mm-hmm. making you food? And like you said, it can go in so many different directions why it's important. And that's why it's important to not only know, but to like break it down with each individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, my, and yeah, surprisingly, my um, top... Uh, love language was quality time but after I was able to reflect about it a little bit more it's just like I just want your undivided attention (laughs) right like when we are together give me your undivided attention yeah and Mm. it's it's just really valuable to me Um, you know since I've moved to Austin I haven't had um, that many other like I'm gaining friendships fortunately yay but um, I don't have very many friends out here so when we are together, I just want to value that as much as possible. Um, and my, yeah, because when you take the quiz, they rank all of the love languages. And so my second one was physical touch. And I realized like how, <laughs> I guess I'm just like a cuddly person. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just, I just like when we're like on the couch, it's just like, I'd like to have like the closeness and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And I didn't even think about that until I took the quiz and the quiz is like a little leading there's like two um two answers for each question so it's either like do you want to hold hands or do you want a present and it's like okay exactly. well that's <laughs> it's like Those okay two well different things because <laughs> for receiving gifts I received a zero I had no interest in any type of gift receiving I'm a, I'm a minimalist type of person so I'm like in the, they're not even saying like material gifts, but even mm-hmm. still, like it, it doesn't, I don't have very much value in that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, acts of service and words of affirmation both have the same score. So they're both like tied for third place. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was, but yeah, uh, physical touch was nine and quality time was 10. So I just want to spend quality time <laughs> cuddling. <laughs> yes, I don't blame you. It's the same way. Whenever we're anywhere, it's like we always have to be touching, even if it's just like a finger or just like brushing <laughs> against his hand or something. Like as long as we're touching, it feels more special. But um, yeah. what I was thinking is that I actually don't remember how I scored um, in all the other categories, but um, I do think that it's important that even if your top one you got 12 for and the last one you got five for it's still important to know that that is still something that you value it just might it just may not be the number one thing you value so just because like I think that uh I think that physical touch was up there for me too so it's not to say that I don't need it or don't want it but it's just like for me the key to my heart essentially is like you know valuing me through your words um Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's important to take those into account for ourselves and our other people in our life as well. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so within like the same realm of this topic, um, I wanted to talk about, um, I'm going to pull it up really quick and see what I had texted you because I know that I texted you about pretty much what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. Um, I had something else that I wanted to mention too. And sure, please do. On this topic. Um because it was just a silly Instagram ad that popped up into my feed, but it kind of like resonated with me because mm-hmm. I've always been taught to, um, well, a lot of people have been taught to treat others how you would like to be treated. Oh, right. And and they're like, uh, when you're in a relationship, you don't treat the other person how, they, how you would like to be treated. You treat the other person how they want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And so... It's just something to think about and to keep in mind that, like, if you're having um, challenges in your relationship or anything, that, like, if the other person needs to process it differently and you process it differently, you have to let them process it the way they want to process it. Um, You can't just, like, be forcing your ideals onto the other person. They need to, you know, yeah, process it in the way that they need to. Um, and so it's, it's just a very interesting thing to kind of think about, just treat others how they want to be treated. And oh, yeah, no, exactly. It's challenging That's... sometimes. Oh, yeah, I can agree for sure. That's actually like what I was going to talk about, too, was just um, in that same in that same thing, just like wanting to help other people, but not knowing how. And that mm-hmm. goes the same. That's like the same thing as um like receiving love and giving love and just like you said like understanding that the way you receive and give love may not be the same to everybody else so for example um lately my partner has been just like kind of bombarded with a lot of things like life things and it happens um and the other night I was in my head like going over okay, what way would best be to give him comfort and let him know that I'm here for him? Do mm-hmm. I use my words? Do I give him advice? Do I just sit here and hold space for him silently? And the reason I was going over it was because in the past, I have been told by um, a couple of people that advice isn't always needed nor warranted. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's best to just ask the person, okay, right now in this time you're coming to me, would you like me to hold space for you? Would you like advice or do you want me just to listen? And I think that taking that and implementing it into all of my relationships in my life have really helped me become a better helper because for me, I think that, um, getting comforted is the same as my love language which makes sense like I would prefer someone to like you know like it's okay things will be all right like here's like you know like here's something you can do like this is like personally this is what I've gone through and how I've gone through it and what helped me because I like hearing what other people have to say but that's not the same for everybody and so just like how you said like treat others how they want to be treated you have to really like dig deep and find that out and sometimes it's through experience and sometimes experience isn't always positive like I I had a friend one time be like like you act like you know everything all the time like sometimes your advice isn't needed or wanted and I'm just like oh all right then um but (laughs) it's true and I had to take that um you know I didn't take it personally or anything I wasn't like upset that she said that but it kind of made me take a step back and realize that okay like just because I like people to say things when I'm feeling upset doesn't mean that everybody else does too. So, um, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I've had a tendency in the past to to give advice and yeah, I've actually been growing into that more where I, you know, I first hold space and like say, you know, I'm sorry, that really sucks. And then, um, And then I ask if they want to talk about it um, because sometimes people just want to, they either either do or don't want to talk about it and I don't want to, you know, pry. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll be like asking questions to try and like bring comfort and they don't necessarily want that. And so, um, and then if they do want to talk about it, um, then ask like the follow-up question of like whether or not they want like your opinion about the situation don't necessarily just give your opinion um but yeah no it's very tough because I think both of us have like the same personality when something is something needs to be fixed then what what is the steps in order to fix it and then when your your friend is like um saying this is my problem and you're like okay well this is how I would fix it it's not necessarily the most like conducive conversation sometimes. And so I think, yeah, it's just a learning journey of how to hold space for people. Um, like it happened for me in the last week where my friend wasn't having a negative situation and she wasn't being very specific about it. And, but I didn't want to like pry. Um, and I don't know. I've been um, doing EFT. I've been doing tapping a lot lately in the last few months. And it's helped me like release a lot of um, emotional wounds and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I was just, it came to mind to be like, have you heard of tapping? And she said that she had and that she, um, she used to do it a lot, but she hadn't done it in a long time. And so it, um, she was like, this is just like the perfect sign for me to like get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. It's just like something small where mm-hmm. you can be, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, you shouldn't, <laughs> I hate when I <laughs> mention that people should meditate, but like, I know, it's, it's given way. me so much peace. And mm-hmm. so I, I, yeah, I get to the point where I'm just like, um, 
I'm going to lead by example. This is my, my process on how I try to fix my problems and how I try to find some inner peace. Mm-hmm. Um, take it or leave it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it sucks. I mean, not it sucks. It's tough sometimes when when you're trying to hold space for someone. And only when they want advice, I think you should give it. Because otherwise, right. yeah, they might not be receptive to it. And then you might be a broken record trying to give them advice over and over again when it's like maybe the same type of of advice. Exactly. I think it's important to be um, specific with your word choices because I think that anybody saying that this is what you should do, that's like really off-putting. Even for me, like I don't want anybody telling me what I should do. I like hearing what you did do and how it worked for you, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work for me. But meditation is one of those things that I have tried to uh, push on to people and not even really necessarily in an overbearing way, but mm-hmm. I did mention it to my partner and um, he was like, well, just because it worked for you doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody else. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's not true because it's like scientifically proven to benefit you in at least one way, whether it's emotionally, physically, psychologically, you know, like whatever way it is proven to help. It may not be um something that you notice per se because it's happening happening on like a cellular level but it's something that is proven to like actually like physically change the structure of whatever it may be whether it's like i think didn't it say something about like changing your dna or something Mm -hmm. yeah and also like you know your thought patterns and the way you go about dealing with tough situations and so those aren't things that you may that you may, those are things that you may not recognize off the bat, mm-hmm. but in the long run, they'll show themselves and it just takes time. Um, so yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. It's like my, my go-to thing. Like, have you tried mm-hmm. meditation? But instead of just yeah. like pushing it or asking them, I'd be like, well, here's some things that help me in those types of situations. And I'll send them like a, a specific meditation, like involving that specific thing that they're dealing with. Like say it's like financial issues. There's like so many meditations on learning how to just go with the flow and learning how to see money as a currency and living in abundance like vibrations yeah exactly mm-hmm. and so i'll send them something along the lines of that and just be like here's this if you want it it's you know very specific to what you're dealing with it's only you know like maybe find like a short one um especially if it's somebody who's not familiar with meditation but yeah there's just so many different ways to go about Um, helping other people and I think what's also important is accepting when you don't know how to help someone like Mm -hmm. when with the situation with my partner the other night he was like really upset and I haven't seen him like that in a really long time and first and foremost I had to kind of protect myself because a lot of the times I know that people can absorb the emotions of other people but specifically with their significant other because you guys are so closely intertwined all the time that it's almost like you take on their energy as your own and I know that's not really beneficial and it doesn't help any situation especially when I'm trying to figure out what way I can comfort them mm-hmm. um, and so there was like a little bit of time when this was all happening where I was like damn like I really don't know like how to help right now and I don't want to ask because I feel like I need to just maybe write it out and let him feel it out mm-hmm. um and so then a couple of days later or maybe it was even the next day we went out to get food and we were sitting down and talking and I was like hey like I just want to ask you because I know that in the past like you've given me kind of like guidelines and how to comfort you but it's been so long 
since I've seen you in that kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, that kind of place that I wasn't, in, um, I wasn't entirely sure how to go about comforting. Like, was what I did okay? Is there something I can do better next time? And so we talked about it a little bit and he's like, no, like, I think you handled it very well. Um, we, you and I both know that sometimes you can like give advice when it's not really wanted and you didn't really do that you were kind of just reminding me of things I already knew and I was just trying to um like in in the situation I was reminding him like about you know like you're way more powerful than you think you are versus like this is what you should do or like here's something Mm -hmm. that I did you know so like I said uh earlier it's totally dependent on the situation and who's who's in it with you and like what they're going through and everything so I was really happy that he felt comforted by me in that time and that I was able to just be there for him and what I did I would just I was just silent pretty much the whole time just like holding him and like letting him feel it out and stuff like that um so like I said um in the beginning of this little spiel that it's really important to make sure that you protect yourself and that you don't take on their emotions and it's obviously it's okay to like empathize and sympathize but you don't want to make their problems yours too, you know, because then I don't feel like that makes you um, the best support system that, that you can be. It's almost like you're dealing with it together versus letting him deal with it on his own and then being there for him and creating solutions afterward together. You know, I feel like those are mm-hmm. kind of two different things. Yeah, definitely. I like how you were talking about like revisiting the conversation about how to comfort another person. Um I think that, like, kind of checking in like that is probably very valuable for a relationship. Mm-hmm. need to do that. Yeah, because, like, the whole time, like, the next day, I was just like, damn, like, I, I hope that I did okay. Like, I hope that he didn't, because, like, when I was starting to talk a little bit, um, I was really just trying my best to word things in a manner that were supportive and, like, cheerful and, like, lifting him up without being, like, too much of an optimist or whatever because I know that that can be kind of annoying it's like dude I don't, don't want to hear your optimism right now like I'm gonna feel what I'm gonna feel like this feels mm-hmm. shitty right now so I'm gonna let it be that um mm-hmm. whereas some people you know they need to hear like the brighter perspective so again it's just like really figuring out who you're dealing with and how to navigate it and the seriousness of the situation whether it's like you know what he was going through or versus someone just being like I'm having relationship trouble you know so I uh you know, it just comes in so many different shapes and forms and it can be really tricky sometimes, especially if it's like a new friend or a new partner. So that's why I think that having that communication is really important because sometimes they'll expect things out of you and vice versa. Like, Mm -hmm. well, you didn't come for me in this way that I needed you to at that moment. Like, why aren't you there for me? It's like, well, how am I supposed to know that if you don't tell me like what you want? Because I know that that has been a thing in the past with me too, um, where you feel like you're the person that is like supposed to support you isn't and it's like Mm -hmm. well if I never let him or her know how I want to be supported I can't blame them for not knowing how so it can go so many different ways and um again like just that communication and that revisiting can be really really important because I know for me like yeah I like words of affirmation but if it's a more serious predicament that might not be what I want to hear mm-hmm yeah, and we can't be mind readers either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to just, like, you have to have the conversation mm-hmm. about how you can comfort them. And it's, it's um, like, not a normal conversation to normally have. So 
it's going to take a little bit more effort on both people's parts to be vulnerable and and right. express themselves like like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was actually hanging out with a friend yesterday, and um, she doesn't really talk to people about her relationship, and so I was really grateful that she had chosen me to talk to um, to talk about her relationship with. And um, in that situation, like she had made it clear that she needed advice, and so I felt. Um, like again like really grateful to have been able to give her advice because of the experience that I've had in relationships in general and at the end of our hangout she texted me she's like I'm so grateful for you like thank you so much for your advice like I'm, I'm really gonna take it to heart and like figure out how to go about things and stuff and so that was really cool like knowing that um in that situation like the way that I like to um receive advice I was able to give and therefore she was um you know content with it and I'm like yeah that's exactly what I was looking for so that's always nice too yeah it's that is nice it's nice when people are able to you know express themselves in that way and kind of I don't know I feel like uh your friend and I I've had similarities um to your friend in regards to like not really like talking about my relationship kind of don't want to tell people your issues and stuff but mm -hmm. once you actually like get it off your chest and tell other people that like I'm having this problem it actually makes you feel a lot better and oh, yeah. kind of have to like warm up that muscle to like mm -hmm. let other people in to you know and and, it, and usually there's a lot of benefits that come from that having it all bottled up it's not gonna it's not gonna help exactly that's what I was telling her I was like after so after she told me everything she was like wow like saying it out loud it makes it so much more real but it also helps and makes me feel so much better and I mm -hmm. think that it's really important to find somebody that you trust whether and even if it's not like a person maybe just like a forum like on big you know like being anonymous like on reddit or something you know where you know nobody would know it was you and even then like the fact the odds of someone figuring it out is so like rare that you would feel safe to like air out your air out whatever you're going through because bottling that up is so uh, it's just so counterproductive and I think that it's really important um, to have outside perspectives regarding your relationship so you can see if you're being like too much of this or not enough of that from somebody else's point of view mm -hmm. um I think it helps give you a different standpoint and approach the situation differently. Um, especially when, for example, like my friend has been in a relationship for like a little bit over a year now, whereas me and my partner have been like over three years. So, you know, just like that time difference can allow a lot of different things to happen through a relationship. And there have been a lot of things that, um, you know, him and I have gone through that I'm sure a lot of couples um, either have as well or like will go through and that's just part of being in a relationship you know like going through those ups and downs so if like mm -hmm. you know like I feel like for the first like year of a relationship it's usually like a lot of ups so then when the downs start do try like start do happening you're kind of taken aback you're like whoa like I don't know how to handle like my relationship not being perfect um, because you kind of get snapped out of like that honeymoon phase and mm -hmm. so I think that um, it's really important to have opinions and um different perspectives um from an outside source especially with somebody that you look up to and that you trust uh, because how are you supposed to know like what you're doing is wrong or can be adjusted if you don't have anybody else to talk about it to 
Like mm-hmm. you have to see things from different point of views. And if you, especially if you can't do that on your own, I think it's really important to be able to do that from with somebody else like hey man I think that what you said wasn't really cool like are you aware of that and they may be like oh no like now that I say it out loud and hear your opinion on it I realize what I did you know Mm -hmm. because how like I don't know I just feel like I'm it's interesting talking to somebody who doesn't let people in on their stuff because I'm such an open book like I will tell literally anybody anything as long as it's not like intruding on somebody else's personal life like if it's like um a situation about me and my partner I'll make it more so about myself versus like his thing because that's not really my place to talk about um Mm -hmm. but still like regardless no matter what like I I don't know how I would have navigated my relationship this far in without spilling the tea (laughs) to my (laughs) friends you know Mm -hmm. I think it's really important yeah definitely it's something that I'm constantly learning more about but when you were talking about this I feel like in regards to like uh stages in your relationship when you have like more ups at the beginning than downs and then you realize that there's some downs it's like um people are constantly changing that's something we've said before in the past like the only constant is change and so you you have to be adjusting to other people's like life And when you're in a long-term relationship, you know, there's just a lot of adjustments that need to be made. And sometimes it it brings about some conflict, but um, conflict is like bound to happen. You can't have like 100% complete peace with your partner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's kind of impossible. Mm -hmm. So just having acceptance with that is uh, a a good start for people who are like, but then, yeah, just also having some, like, outside perspective of, like, you know, the ups and downs of, like, well, that might be, like, too many downs and mm-hmm. <laughs> there might right. be adjustments that need to be made. Um, and then an outside perspective would be able to give you, like, a little bit more clarity on that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that kind of reminds me about, like, a different, um, like, a different thing involving relationships and that's... kind of like ties into all of this but proper communication because I've never been someone to fight with another person especially a significant other and I think that comes from me being um, basically the opposite of dominant (laughs) not meaning that I'm like submissive per se but I don't like take that initiative to like start a fight like Mm -hmm. I don't like there's a lot of things that I don't actively like go for when it comes to like being a dominant person because that's just not me and I've never been that way Mm -hmm. um number two I don't like confrontation and number three I've found it more beneficial to talk things out in a productive and a calm manner and so therefore um uh I've always just kind of thought about what I wanted to say before I say it which I think helps a lot um, I know that it ch- it kind of changes depending on the relationship. Like for me and my ex-boyfriend, um, we would text about like what we were feeling. And uh, a lot of the time it was because we couldn't meet up in the moment. Um, he was always very busy. So if I was feeling something, like being able to write it all out 
Mm -hmm. you know edit out the parts that you may think be that you may think are coming off a little bit too harsh or like you're not really making your point as clear as it can be so being able to like edit what you're having to say and have the other person be able to look it over and read it a few times through and kind of digest it and process it and understand it I think that was the most beneficial way of communication for us and it worked out really well and it's always interesting and kind of funny when people like like how are you going to text out your problems? Like, just talk about it face to face. It's like, well, if time is not allowing that to happen and we feel like we need to get this off our chest, we're not going to bottle it up and save it for later. Like, we're going to talk about it in whatever way works best. And we were always very, um, like, productive and held a lot of emphasis when it came to words and how we talked to each other. Um, whereas, like, my relationship now... Um, we're both very non-confrontational and so when it comes to things we want to talk about um, depending on who like who it is it's usually always me (laughs) but um, like I'll I'll like tell him like hey I'm feeling this right now and I'm not entirely sure why I need to think about it a little bit feel it out process it I'm sure I'll get over it soon I just want to let you know if like you feel that I'm off or something like there is something like there's a reason behind it. I just need to figure it out first. And mm-hmm. I think that having that, um, you know, that ability and that self-discipline to really think before you speak has produced relationships with no fights. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say, like, I've literally not fought with my current boyfriend nor with my ex. We never got into a verbal altercation and we never have. And I think that all has to do with the fact of dating people who have like a similar mindset of you know not being like such like super hot-headed and if we're if we are feeling something really intense and we are feeling really annoyed if anything we shut down and then that also allows us to process it um Mm -hmm. so that's just like another little aspect of like communication and like relationships in general is that like it's really important to think about what you're going to say because it may not be what you want to say an hour from now or it may not be how you're feeling an hour from now and understanding that those like negative thoughts towards someone and like the emotions and the feelings that like rile up those thoughts usually will pass before you know it and so Mm -hmm. why would I say something in the heat of the moment that I know I'm probably not going to feel in 30 minutes from now and create something bigger than it needs to be right Yeah, I think that another, like, tool is, like, similar to what you were saying about, like, texting out um, your, like, feelings is that if you feel inclined to express something to someone and you want to do it in a mindful manner, maybe you can just write, like, write it all out, Um, you know, either, like, type it out on your computer or write it in your journal, but, like, kind of, like, write what you would say to that person and, yeah, like, make adjustments to make sure that you're not saying anything hurtful, but then also just, yeah, being very mindful of what you're going to say. Um, but I, I, I am one to want to avoid fights as well. Um, but they do happen. Uh, my partner is very, uh, enthusiastic, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I can be reactive, um, or defensive. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that'll, things will occur from there. But for the most part, yeah, um, shutting down does happen and it results in uh, maybe needing to have a conversation later. 
um, where people can be more at peace with the conversation. Um, we're, yeah, just in this uh, time of our lives that is just very uh, different. And so it can, it can bring some conflict, but there's always like a solution to every type of like interaction that maybe be like considered negative. Um, and so it's just a matter of like when the solution arises and how you can go about getting there. Um, but yeah, just for me, um, in regards to like expressing myself, I've mentioned in a previous podcast about my audio notes and I've been actually been keeping up with them and it's just like a good way to like, so if you don't necessarily have the desire to reach out to someone, um, you can always, uh, or I, I turn to like journaling and my audio notes. So it it's a good way to just like get things off of my chest right. and express it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I like listen back to it, then I can kind of like think about what the solution is and what, um, what can bring me more peace in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's hard sometimes to like reach out to someone, um, you don't want to sometimes like feel like you're going to be a burden to another person with your issues and so yeah. I can understand people resisting that. Um, so you can kind of go about it on your own. Um, and those were kind of like some of the tools that I do is just like blurt it all out, either audio note or write it out. And it makes you feel so much better afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I remember that you mentioned um, how one time you wanted to say something to someone, but you did an audio note first, and then you did still end up saying it to somebody, but I think you had mentioned that it came out like a lot better than you intended it to, or it just helped you be mm-hmm. able to just voice it in general. It was like practicing it, like you said, like warming up that muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, something I just thought about was... Um, when me and my friend were talking yesterday, I was telling her about this instance where I felt like my partner wasn't hearing me and it had been something that we had talked about multiple times throughout the year and that still like nothing was getting, like nothing was changing. Um, And so the last time I talked to him about it, I had to like change my communication style because I'm not an aggressive person at all. Um, I don't like being um, mean or rude or whatever, especially to the person I love. And, um, but he was not hearing me. And so I got really annoyed and frustrated and I I was like genuinely angry and like, I don't get angry very often. And so I was like, listen up, buddy. (laughs) And like, I, I, I wouldn't say I went off. Like I was not yelling at him. Like I was not raising my voice at all. Um, just being more stern yeah I was being more blunt I was being more stern and like I was just trying to convey my message in a different way for him to hear me because I was like obviously you're not taking what I'm saying seriously so I'm gonna have to obviously change it for you to start taking me seriously and know that I'm not messing around anymore like I need you to um like see where I'm coming from and I guess I'm gonna have to do it in a more blunt and stern like you said tone and after that like I swear it was like a 180 like he like he got it he was like okay (laughs) I understand now like you're really serious about this um and ever since then like it's never been it's never really been an issue again like what we were dealing with in that time so I think that it's important to um 
understand that sometimes you're just going to have to do it in a different way because the way that you've been doing it hasn't been working. And mm-hmm. I told that to my friend yesterday because I guess like usually when her and her partner talk, it's it's more of like aggressive and kind of like name calling and stuff. And I'm like, well, does that get you anywhere? Like if you've been doing that and it doesn't it hasn't been working, then like you have to try something else. So maybe now instead of being like that, like sit him down and make it like, you know, intimate and get emotional and make it like you know serious to him that this is how you're feeling because if not then he's probably not going to get it so you know if like yelling and screaming and fighting isn't working for someone then the the best thing to do is to like flip it and do the opposite and to like you know I think that sometimes when somebody sees like the hurt behind um the other person's eyes or like they hear like the quivering in their voice and they really can really like empathize and sympathize with that person like damn like obviously like things aren't okay I can hear it in their voice I can see it in their eyes versus like letting the anger take over and then just like having it go through one ear in through one ear and out the other because I feel like personally like when people are yelling at me I'm like you're not doing anything for yourself like this isn't making you making me take you any more seriously like you can get your point across in a much more uh conserved and respectful way you know right yeah it's it's always beneficial sometimes not all okay I was gonna say always and sometime in the same sentence, but I think that it's beneficial to have a conversation about things where there's conflict instead of an argument. I feel like there's just a lot of emotion behind arguments or heavy discussions where voices start to get raised. And but it's very interesting how you were talking about how you were like speaking a little bit like more directly, and how you found more change because the it is you there's a lot of testing that you have to do to like Mm -hmm. figure out what's going to resonate with the other person yeah and there's like nothing more frustrating than feeling like you're going like going about the situation in the best way like in the way that feels best to you and then it's just not working it's like I don't Mm -hmm. want to have to be this way with you because that's not what I want to do because you know that's just not who I am but if Mm -hmm. that's what it has to take for you to just like get it then I guess that's just gonna have to be a thing and like I said it's not like I was being angry or aggressive like yeah I was a little bit mad but I wasn't like you know I wasn't being mean not at all Mm -hmm. I was just like listen up here's what I have to say Mm -hmm. you're gonna listen to me (laughs) right um which produced a better result but I could tell that he kind of shut down a little bit because even just in general like when we have our little things um he won't really say much and me being words of affirmation like I need to know that you understand what I'm saying like can you please give me some type of feedback so I kind of have to like Mm -hmm. force it out of him which Mm -hmm. I think is um probably beneficial because again uh, like warming up that muscle like being getting used to speaking your mind even when you're kind of feeling like bombarded or whatever but it's important for me to know how you're feeling and what I said to you makes sense. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, just finding just overall understanding a person's communication style because it's it, as cliche as it is, communication is the key to a healthy relationship. And that's just facts. Like mm-hmm. like we said before, we're not mind readers. Nobody's a mind reader. We can never know what somebody wants from us or out of a relationship until they voice that to us. 
And so I think that's what the cause of a lot of conflict in people's relationships are, is that they expect this person to know. It's like, well, you know me. You should know better. It's like, but that's not true. Like, sometimes I won't even... I can't even feel or know that you're not okay or something and so for you to expect me to know that is not fair for me and then just makes it like a like a bigger situation than it needed to be in the first place mm-hmm. um and uh like we mentioned before it takes a lot of you know like prodding and poking and um I know like from experience on my end um again touching on like the words of affirmation thing and just like speaking in general um like when somebody's feeling a little bit down sometimes they're like what's wrong like tell me like talk to me like you can talk to me but that's not always what, th- what they want to hear so um just like taking that step back and just being like um I can feel that you're not okay like I I know that you're going through something and if you don't want to talk about it I understand if you choose that you want to I'm here to listen you know Mm -hmm. I think that um is received so much better and that makes the person feel like okay like maybe if I do feel like talking about it like I know who I can go to now so yeah I mean clarity is really important and yeah, like you were saying, no, like we were saying, like we can't be a mind reader. So clarity comes from conversations from both sides. Um, it's very important. And sometimes it's more difficult, but it's worth continuing to pursue because, yeah, just knowing the other person's love language and how you can share, uh, hold space for another person. Um, yeah, it's very important mm-hmm. um did you ever get any replies on the questions that we asked on instagram <laughs> no freaking people um who are trying to like pump their own shit nowadays on instagram like put their own marketing in those instagram stories now that was what we got it was like have a great day it's like okay who are you <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, what i'm saying yes, has that ever happened yes, to you before it has. I'm like yeah my gosh like cool like, page i'm like Thanks, but you're not no. answering my question. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we tried. We tried people. We tried knowing how you prefer to be loved. But I guess if you don't want to share, it's fine. I understand. Yeah, I understand too. It's cool. Well, so yeah, it was kind of low on the feedback, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that the most important feedback is from the people in your life. So, mm-hmm. um, do you have anything else you would like to say? Uh, not at the moment. I don't think so. All right. Well, that was a good episode. I feel like I unloaded a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> make sure that you check in with someone you love today and make sure that you understand the way they like to be loved because sometimes they won't make it as evident as you want them to. Yeah. And everybody needs and everybody deserves love. So. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and thank you for listening. Yeah. Goodbye, guys. Bye.